0: Hi, my name is Mauli Chikata. Welcome to my channel. And on this platform, we discuss everything Christianity, trying to help us grow in the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that as you join me on this channel, your life will be transformed and you'll be blessed by what the scriptures say. And we're starting a new series by the grace of the Almighty God. In this series, we are looking at setting keywords that are associated with the gospel in the preaching of the gospel there are certain words that are very important and fundamental to our walk with God what are we talking about we are talking about words like repentance words like sanctification adoption justification glorification um, regeneration and even more Um, and these words form a key component of the preaching of the gospel. And it is very important that as believers, we understand what these words mean and what's God, God's mind or what's God's mind about these words to us. And I pray that as we go through this series, your life will be transformed. You would gain better understanding into these keywords that are associated with the preaching of the gospel. And so in this episode, we'll be looking at one of the key words associated with the gospel. What are we looking at today? We are looking at repentance. Yes, repentance is one of the key words associated with the gospel. And when we hear the gospel, one of the things that the gospel does for us is that the gospel brings us to the place of repentance. It brings us to the place of repentance. And so what is repentance? And I believe that as we finish this series or this episode, you will gain understanding on what repentance truly means. I would like to start on this note. Instead of taking us through what repentance is, I like to tell us what repentance is not. Yes, what repentance is not. And when we are done with what repentance is not, then we'll come to what repentance is. Because many of us have a lot of misunderstanding of what repentance is. So let's start with what it is not, first of all. First, repentance is not being sorrowful. For many people, when they feel sorrowful after hearing the Word of God, after encountering the Word of God, and by the help of the Holy Spirit, they come to the place of sorrow, of sorrow, of understanding the depth of the sin they find themselves in. We come to the place where the depth of our sin is revealed to us by the power of the word of God through his Holy Spirit. And at that point in time, we feel very sorrowful. And some misunderstand repentance to mean being sorrowful. But the truth of the matter is that being sorrowful is not repentance. But being sorrowful is part of repentance. Being sorrowful is part of repentance, but it is not repentance. That you are sorrowful does not make you a person who has repented. Let's look at this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9. He says, Now I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss for us in nothing. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and he says that, I rejoice for you that after hearing the word of God, you felt sorry. You were made sorry. You got to the place where you were sorrowful, but that your sorrow led to repentance. So sorrow is not repentance, but it leads us to repentance. So when you hear the word of God and you are crying and you are weeping and you you have come to the place where your sin is revealed, has come to bear to you, it does not mean that you have repented. That sorrow must rather lead you to repentance. The second thing I'd like to say is that That you promise to do better does not mean that you have repented. For many people, when they encounter the word of God, they promise themselves that they want to do better. They promise themselves that they want to follow God's will. They promise themselves that they want to change their lives. But that promise alone does not mean that you have come to the place of repentance. So telling yourself, promising yourself, that you want to do something better after you have heard the word of God, does not mean that you have repented. For instance, the story of the prodigal son, he told himself that he has to go back to his father to apologize to his father. He promised himself of going back, but that promise alone did not make him a repented son. He had to move to the next level, which is to truly repent. The next point I would like to share with us is that having a conviction in your heart, having received a kind of rebuke in your heart when you hear the word of God, does not mean that you have repented. So when you hear the word of God and it comes to rebuke you, it comes to confront issues in your heart and you admit that yes indeed, You have been rebuked through the word of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit. At that state, you have not repented. You need to take it to the next level, which is to walk in repentance. Let's look at this scripture in Acts chapter 24 from the verse 24. It says, and after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ Jesus. Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, Go away for now, for I have a convenient time I will call for you. Felix, at this point in time, hearing the word of God through Paul, hearing the reasoning of Paul about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment which is to come was afraid. He was convicted. That word from Paul on righteousness, self-control, and the judgment which was to come brought conviction to his heart. But that did not make him someone who had repented. So repentance is not being sorrowful. Repentance is not having a conviction in your heart. Repentance is not promising yourself to do better. Finally, repentance is not hatred for sin. The fact that you hate sin does not mean that you have repented. The fact that you dislike wrong, you don't do wrong, you don't agree with wrongdoing, does not mean that you have repented. For there are many people, who do not agree with wrongdoing. There are many people who hate sin, but that does not make them repented people or people who have repented from sin. So now that we've looked at the fact that repentance is not being sorrowful, repentance is not being is not having hatred for sin, repentance is not promising yourself to do better, repentance is not having a conviction in your heart, what then is repentance when the Bible talks about it? The first thing i like us to know, the first point is that repentance has to do with having a change of mind. When you have a change of mind concerning where you are going and making that you turn to return to God's word and God's will for your life, then you have repented. For you can you can have sorrow in your heart, but your, the decision in your mind may not have changed. The decision to follow God's will for your life may not have changed. And so to repent, you would have to have a 360 degree change, a turnaround from a different mindset from a strange mindset, from a mindset that does not conform to the will and the word of God, to a mindset that conforms to the word of God for your life. And we see the repentance of change of mind in this example in Matthew chapter 21. From verse 28, Jesus says, But what do you think? A man had two sons. And he came to the first son and said, Son, Go, work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first, truly the first. The first said that, I will not go. But later, he changed his mind. And he went. The second said, I will go. And he did not go. And Jesus was teaching here the concept of repentance. Repentance is to change your mind. So we can say that the first son, even though he told his father he would not go, he had a change of mind. He had a 360 degree change of mind. Change of decision. And decided that I am going to do it, even though I had told my father, I will not. And that is what God calls us into. That will change our minds from following the world, will change our minds from following the flesh, into following his will, his word, and his purposes for our lives. And anytime the gospel comes to us, the gospel comes to confront our hearts, to bring us conviction. And then that conviction must lead us to a change of mind. The gospel brings us to the place of hatred for sin. And that hatred for sin must bring us to that place of change of mind. The gospel brings us to that place of sorrow. Of sorrow of our state. We feel sorrowful for the sinful state we are in. And then it must lead us. That sorrow now leads us to change our minds and follow the will of God and the purposes of God for our lives. Repentance also has to do with a change of our emotional being and our emotional state. A change that happens to us that causes a change in the way we feel about things around us. Let's look at this scripture in Luke 18 from the verse 9. And he spoke this parable, the scriptures say, to some who trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed, thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes." of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. You see, when we come to the place where the way we see ourselves, the way we feel about ourselves, is transformed by the power of God's word, we come to the place of repentance. This tax collector saw himself, felt for himself that he was a nobody. He needed the mercy of God. The other Pharisee saw himself, felt about himself, as though he was some big person in the presence of the Lord. A repented soul has a feeling that makes him know that he is a nobody in the presence of the Lord and always cries to God for his mercy. Today, many are not repented. And so we are unable to pray the prayer of, Lord, have mercy upon our sinful souls. Repentance is having a change in the feeling That you have about ourselves. That you have about yourself. And that is very key. In our preaching of the gospel. That the gospel must bring us to that place. Where we admit. And we feel about ourselves. That we need the mercy of God. In everything that we do. Repentance finally. Is a change of lifestyle. A repented soul has a total transformational change in their lifestyle. You cannot say you have repented and still remain in the sin and still remain in your former conduct. A repented child of God has a change of mind, a change of feeling, and a change of lifestyle. In Acts chapter 16 verse 30, it says, and he brought them out and said, says, What must I do to be saved? What must I do? What must I do? What action must I take to be saved? That is what a repented child of God does. The child of God who is repented after receiving the gospel will say, What must I do? So Jesus says to them, Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say until we begin to move from the place of thinking, having a change of mind, having a f- change of our feelings, to the place where we have a change of our doings, we have not repented. And so, child of God listening to this episode, I want to ask you, have you walked in repentance? Are you a repentant child of God? Have you had a change of mind from the world to Christ? Have you have, had a change of how you feel about yourself? And have you had a change in what you are doing? I pray for you today that you will walk in repentance by the help of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. Catch you again on the next episode as we look at another important word of the gospel. Important word associated with the gospel. My name is Mauli Chikata. Join us again as we keep rolling in Christ Jesus. Amen.